Now, there's confusion this morning as to whether or not an employee is legally obliged to tell their employer that they have tested positive for COVID. Are there data protection issues or does it fall under health and safety legislation in the workplace? Well, to discuss this, I'm joined on the line by our regular employment law expert, Richard Grogan. And I'm also joined by Simon McGar, solicitor at McGar Solicitors and Director of Data Compliance Europe. And thank you both for joining us this morning. Um, Simon, I might come to yourself first. What's, what's your take on this? Is an employer entirely to know if an employee has tested positive or is the employee uh, protected by data protection issues? There's a kind of a, a triangle of relationships. There's the entity that knows, the state that knows that the in- employee is has tested positive and that state entity has a relationship with the employee to let them know. And then there's the relationship between the employer and the employee and, that, and, that, and the employee does have a, uh, the employer has a, a right to ask and the employee has a duty to tell the employer if they have an infectious disease that could affect the health and safety of other people in the workplace as well as themselves. What there isn't is a right of the state to directly name a person to disclose confidential medical information to an employer. But what they can do is they can say a member of your workforce has tested positive or they can give them figures in relation to aggregated statistics, 20% of your workforce 10% of your workforce have tested positive. And the employer can then go and ask the individuals under health and safety legislation to disclose whether or not they are positive or negative. Okay, so, so, I, so I, when you I, say health and safety legislation, there, there is a legal basis uh, on which, which obliges an employee to tell an employer. Is it a legal basis or is it more like a, a moral obligation? No, no, there's a legal basis and um, it's explicitly named in the return to work safety protocol, which the government has uh, has issued, which says that employers must ask employees whether or not they have uh, been diagnosed with confirmed or suspected COVID-19 infection in the last 14 days before they're allowed to go back to work. And obviously there's a there's a uh, an equal uh, right of the employer to ask employees tell them if they receive any data, uh, mm. any information that would indicate that they've become infected after that point. All right. Richard, um, how does that work in practice then? Because whatever about when everyone's coming back to work, they all sign a form or whatever it might be to say that they don't have COVID-19. But then when everyone's back in work on an ongoing basis, and this is going to be on an ongoing basis, how does it work if an employee doesn't tell an employer? Well, the first thing is an employee is obliged under the Safety, Health and Welfare of Work Act to protect their own health and the health of everybody else. So they are obliged to tell the employer. End of story, uh, they must tell the employer. And uh, I respect what Simon is saying. Uh, the issue for an employer is if the employer is not told, if they're told there has been a, uh, somebody in your workplace has contacted uh, COVID-19, well, the employer in that situation is left going around asking everybody or really what they're going to have to do under health and safety is everybody out. Mm. you're all laid off because until I find out what it is, I don't know who's come in. There is a serious issue now that's coming up with this uh, issue that's coming up about data protection. There's data protection. I understand that right and I accept what Simon is saying. However, there's health and safety legislation and that health and safety legislation is this is a killer disease. And this can not only kill people in the workplace, but it can kill a business. So an employee is obliged to tell the employer. If the employee does not tell the employer... That's a disciplinary matter. And an employee walks into the workplace knowing they've got COVID-19. That's a serious uh, breach of health and safety legislation. 
and they're looking at a disciplinary and they're probably looking at dismissal because that's how serious this is. You cannot come bring in an infectious disease into the workplace when you know that you have that. Okay, so under the legislation, an employer would have grounds to fire an employee who didn't inform him or her that they COVID. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this would be this would be an egregious breach of uh, the trust and confidence. Uh, this would be one where the employer could say, "This is so serious. I am now firing you now." Okay. End of story. And I would say, just, I, I would say that. The, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go on ahead um, yourself, Simon. I'll put the question to you after that. Um, go on. So, so there, there are sort of two. There are two statements from the Data Protection Commission which are relevant to this. One is that that the identity of affected individuals should not be disclosed to third parties or their colleagues without a clear justification. Mm. There, is a, there, is a, there is a bit of room there if there's a consequence where there's the general rule there. Sorry, Simon, your, your line is just breaking up there. Um, we might see if we can, we, we can resolve that. There's I, also a, re- Sorry, a Simon. recognition, yeah. Oh, I, think, I think you're back, yeah. That there's a legal obligation uh, for employers to require employees to inform them if they have a medical diagnosis of COVID-19. So what Richard says is, is absolutely accurate and the Data Protection Commission has recognised that that's absolutely the case. Okay, but Richard, can I get clear on what you're suggesting that because this is a deadly disease, despite the data protection being in place, that the government can't um, tell an employer if one of their employees has, the, has COVID? Do you think that that maybe should be looked at again, that the government would be able to identify to an employer an employee if they have tested positive for COVID? I think this has to be looked at in a, in a practical way. This is, this is an emergency situation that we have. This is a highly infectious disease. This can close a business. This can kill people in the business. And I fully respect the issue of data protection. But the position in relation to it is the government and the state have a duty to protect everybody, as do employers, as do employees. And if somebody has COVID-19 and they go into a workplace and it's got 200 or 300 people in there, then that workplace may have to be closed down. It has to be deep cleaned Mm. and people could be out of a job for two or three weeks while they have to self-isolate if they've been contacts or while there is a deep clean going on. Okay, can and I, I it, just put it, that to Simon serious. then? Yeah, it is, it is serious. Simon, what do you make of that? Mm. Does Richard have a point? Because if an employee is I, in a workplace and hasn't told their employer that they have COVID, they're breaking the law anyway. So should the government not be in a position where they can tell the employer that you have someone there and name them, given that that person is breaking the law if they haven't told the employer themselves? There is a mechanism for named diseases to be uh, reportable. So these are where the employer, once they became aware of it, would have to notify the uh, health and Safety Authority, uh, that the disease had broken out in their workplace. And that's under uh, SI 370 of 2016. And, and it seems to me that the, it's the case that it might be worth thinking about the, whether or not we should make COVID-19. Currently, the Health and Safety Authority says it's not a reportable disease, which is true, it's not on the list. But it may well be that as time goes on, we may have to say, well, this is actually a disease which has consequences which may not be immediately fatal in the way that the, the other diseases uh, would, would be the case, but that is, is sufficiently of risk both to the economy and the society, but also the individuals inside the workplace to make it a notifiable disease. And I think that's worth the government looking at. It's not a question of data protection is getting in the way. Rather, it's a question of whether or not our uh, system, which is in place, has caught up with the consequences of, of COVID-19. And I think it would be worth looking at that and seeing whether or not that's worth 
adding to the list of already notifiable diseases. Richard, would that resolve it? I think it does, and I think it's important that that is done, and it should be done by the HSA, and the government should issue the statutory instrument adding it in immediately. Because this, you know, this is so serious. I mean, if you take a workplace, even like RTE today, that somebody comes in and they don't tell that they've got COVID-19, you can have the whole shows go down, you can have the whole place closed down. Mm-hmm. So it's, and you know, and that's the national broadcaster. You know, this is how serious this disease is. And Simon is absolutely right. But you think... The government I, have not I, come up... They, they have to bring in the statutory instrument, make it a reportable offence, and then the data protection issues are all gone because it's a reportable uh, disease. Okay. Therefore, the, 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 the state can turn around and say to an employer, this is the person that has it. The employer knows and they can then put the protections in place to take that person out of the workplace and any of their close contacts. And that can save the business and save possibly hundreds of jobs. Mm, and That's very- how serious this is and it just can be done. Simon's right. Done very, very easily. Uh, but you're saying, Richard, it should be done very, very quickly. Sorry, they can issue a statutory instrument by Friday. It's one line. Mm. They can cog the rest of it from the existing statutory instrument. It's just adding in another uh, disease. Why it hasn't been done already is very questionable. It should have been done months ago. It now has to be done now. We've seen what happened in the meat factories. You can't have that happen again. Yeah, Simon, what do you make of that? It's, It's more urgent than something that needs to be looked at. It should be done immediately. Do we have some? Yes, I think okay. there there are two. I, I, yes, no, no. There are two. There are two ways of looking at this. First of all, I I don't see that there's a reason. I'm not an expert in this, no doubt that the, the state has its own reasons as to why it has made COVID nineteen a reportable disease. But I think that it's, it's certainly worth looking at. But the other issue is that, as Tony Holohan said early on in the uh, in the in the um, in the, the the crisis, it's important that people feel that they can attend doctors and that the confidentiality of their relationship with their medical relationship with their doctor is respected. And if that breaks down, the consequence is most likely people will be less likely to go to their doctors and get tested. So there's real value in maintaining confidentiality, mm-hmm. and therefore there's real value in making sure that any disclosure of information is on foot of uh, a good statutory basis. All right, well, we'll leave it there, but thank you both so much for joining us this morning. That's Simon McGar, solicitor at McGar Solicitors and Director of Data Compliance in Europe, and Richard Grogan, our regular employment law expert. We'll be back after this. Today with Sarah McInerney on RTE Radio 1.